this is the last MLW Azteca. Next week, we'll have MLW Fusion. And I can't help but think that this has been a missed opportunity because what you could do is get all those really good, quick wrestlers like Zenchi and, um, and Gringo Loco and Myron Reed and, uh, and, and also Davy Richards, Aries and Aramis and all of those... And then either put them together with or in opposition to great lucha wrestlers that we've seen on these programs, like Vikingo and um, and Extreme Tiger. And but they haven't. They've done a bit of that, but there's been too much soap opera. And this week, there's no Cesar Duran. Maybe his contract ended last week. Who knows? Maybe you won't be in Fusion. Maybe they're going to change it and reboot it. Oh, I hope so, but I doubt it. More of that anon. He's not there and there's not so much soap opera. I've been calling for this for weeks, so I should be happy, shouldn't I? Well, no, because the matches aren't great. They can't catch a break, MLW. Let me take you through it. First of all, we've got Hammerstone and Holiday tanning in the dark. And are they saying, I'm freezing. I'm saying, you've got to get the pre, the, the post raise to get that Hogan tan. That's quite nice, actually. A nice way to open it. And they used to have that kind of free-flowing feel before Hammerstone became the champion. Remember, Hammerstone is their champion and he's doing comedy. And it looks like Holiday is leading that group. And Hammerstone, I'll reiterate, is your champion. Okay, next we've got EJ and Duca with their big on, of course, because it's a big bloke, versus Adrian Quest. This could be a job spot for Adrian Quest. That would be a real shame. He does get some offense in, slingshot, drop kick, but Duca really, oh, he, he hits a snake eyes from a fireman's carry, which is nice. And when um, Quest tries for a moonsault, catches him in midair. Hits a sort of walking power slam. Running power slam, they call it. He doesn't even get into a... He doesn't even saunter. He just walks into the power slam for a pin. Meh. Shouldn't be using Adrian Quest like that. EJ and Duca doesn't excite me particularly. On to the next. Now then. Davy Richards has said he wants Hammerstone. And they will fight for the title, apparently. And it may be next week. And Hammerstone has been so badly used that I'm thinking they might think he's a transitional champion. They might have thought, we'll put the belt on him because the Meat Castle is very popular. And then they've got second thoughts. And that's why they're using him in the way they're using him. Maybe he's a transitional champion who has beset my problems and he's got to give it to somebody else. Maybe it's that. Maybe they're thinking like that. They're not, are they? Hammerstone's going to win, isn't he? But it should be a good match, actually, that. Okay, the vote, the Von Eriks are not well. I mean, they're not. They're not good. As far as personalities go, they're okay in the ring. They're not well either. And so um, they can't fight 5150. We don't hear all of what they say because the vocal cuts out. And it was left in. So that's good, isn't it? Then we've got 5150 who are drinking... With the tag belts, they're big belts. They've got the IWA Puerto Rican Tag Championships now. So, you know, they're in the back, drinking from a bottle, 
it's all that urban gritty thing again. You know, I'm from the block and all that. Well, I'm sorry. We've seen it so often. It doesn't work. And I'll say again. Slice Boogie and um, and Danny Limelight, no matter what he's called in MLW, deserve better. Okay. Mecha Wolf versus Extreme Tiger. This should be all right. But first, we've got Mads Kruger. He's calling for Jacob Fartu. Now, I can hear the words Jacob Fartu, but the rest sounds like this. Jacob Fartu, you can put me job. I'm going to right now. I want to know Jacob Fartu. I'm going to I can't really understand what he's saying. Plus, he's got that kind of flap around the mouth. And because his mouth is in a funny position this week, it's flapping around. It looks terrible. And when he comes towards the camera, you can see that under the mask, he's blackened around his eyes, but not far enough because the mask is too big. So you can see where he's not put the makeup. Oh, it's terrible. Apparently, according to commentary, he's infiltrated our signal. Well, he's certainly messed up my watching pleasure. <sighs> okay. Now, Mecha Wolf versus Extreme Tiger, I was really looking forward to. And it's okay. But it's not brilliant. It's two big, big men going for it. There isn't an enormous amount of stuff to report. There's a very nice moment where Mecha Wolf is taken through the guardrail onto the punters from a dive over the uh, between the ropes from Extreme Tiger, and Mecha Wolf wins with a low kick, which doesn't really seem like it's a massive winner. Anyway, highlight of this or one of them is Jacob Fatu talking about how he got into wrestling the wrestling camp and wrestling schools and all that. He's really personable and it's great to see him talking. Finally, we've got, unfortunately, Alex Kane. I'll call him that from now on. Unfortunately, Alex Kane with Ray Oros and uh, Villano 3. I mean, those two are good, but one of them isn't. Can you guess? Versus Octagon Jr., Vikingo and Laredo Kid. This is going to be good if Alex Kane's not involved. And actually, when he's not involved, it's all right. Aurus and Laredo Kid are in together. They they really circle each other for quite some time. Laredo Kid gets some good kicks in. I'm just getting into this when Kane gets in, and it's such a shame to see that. Unfortunately, Alex Kane. He hits a really, really soft double clothesline. He can't be bothered to put anything into it. He doesn't even move his arms. He just runs and and the other two sell it. I think it was Octagon Jr. and Loretto Kid who sold it. I mean, of course they sold it and that was great, but come on, Alex, put some power into it. Vikingu then, Vikingo then gets all of the opposition into him. Punches, kicks, you know, shoulders, that kind of thing. But Vikingo starts to control the action here. Hits a high cane to high kick to Kane on the outside. Unfortunately, Alex Kane on the outside. And the thing becomes messy, but okay. There's a great Auras crucifix bomb, followed by a Vikingo poison Rana. And Kane is not in the ring at this point. Really good when he's not there. He gets into the ring briefly, then he goes with his minder mate. And that's much better. He's watching from the, the stage. Stay there, mate. He does, and it picks up nicely. Laredo Kid, sweet moonsault to the outside. Vikingo trumps that with a corkscrew corkscrew moonsault to the outside again. There's a helicopter lung blower by Ray Oras for a two count. 
a super poison rana. I agree that's what they're calling it on commentary. I agree with that from the top, of course, by Vikingo. And then he hits his 360, sent on for the pin. All that while for the last five minutes of the match, he had damaged his eye. Everything's so much better without Kane. Unfortunately, Alex Kane. Bumbaye, boring me. Bumbaye, boring me. And then in the end, we've got Emilio and Alicia. All the way through, it's been, are you seeing Alicia? Oh, don't be silly, all that kind of stuff. And then someone's thrown out of a car. Looks like it's holiday. Emilio, who's a guerrilla reporter, he isn't. Goes to have a look at the... A, a little, a, to see if he's alright and he's got a little note with it and it's a, a pair of matches I presume for next week I, I don't know what's happening it's a little bit of soap opera just to make you cheesed off as you leave the show a lot of people like this and I can't understand why because it's neither one thing nor the other and this week neither of them were good Oh, let's see what Fusion brings but if it's a fusion between wrestling, which I'm not keen on, and soap opera, which I'm not keen on, that won't be good, will it? Ta-ta.